0: It's the Weekly 80 Podcast here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports and wyomingathletics.org. I'm Jason Griefer, and as always, we're joined by Athletic Director Jan Wilking, this time for the fall wrap-up. Jan, good morning. How are you?
1: I'm doing great this morning.
0: Awesome. Good to hear. Let's, let's get right into it, and uh, let's put a bow on this fall sports season. It's been a very successful one for you across the board. Uh, let's start off on the pitch. Uh, boys soccer. Maybe doesn't get quite as far as they would have liked to. They fall in the regional final in PKs to tip a canoe. but uh, still a record-breaking season for them. 19 wins, just the, just the one loss and the one draw. I know the loss is going to sting right now for this program, but uh, my goodness, what a season in general.
1: My goodness, what a season is exactly the way to say it. Uh, from the start, you just got the sense that this was going to be a little bit different with the way our students came out and competed against Walnut Hills in a game, in our first game, which seems like it was a year ago, but really just back at the end of August. Um, But you just got the sense right away that this was a determined group and that they were ready to put their own mark on things, and they certainly did that.
0: Yeah, they certainly did. So nothing to hang their hats about. And yeah, so like I said, it's going to sting for now, but they'll look back on this, I'm sure, and be ultra proud. Same thing with the girls' side. I mean, girls get to you know you fall in a heartbreaker to Oakwood, two to one in the district finals. So not the best way to end the season. Of course, it's always a heartbreaker to lose in overtime. But uh, I mean, you you look across the board. You have a couple of players, Olivia and Livy uh, Olivia and Lydia, first team all. All-CHL, I mean, it was just another solid season for them. And, again, one that down the road I think they'll be able to look back on and be proud of.
1: Absolutely. I mean, our girls program was um, had an outstanding season behind our, our coach, uh, Wood, who's been really come in and brought a lot of energy and a lot of uh, soccer knowledge to our program. When you look at uh, where, where we were when she started um, and look at the fact that we've been a shot away from district from being a district finalist – I'm sorry, from being a district champion for two straight years. um, I think she gets the most out of the talent that we have for sure. And, uh, you know, I think only good things to come in both of the boys' and the girls' program in the future.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's always what you like to think about, even though the season doesn't end in the best way possible with a state title. But bright future ahead for both, that's for sure. Let's move to uh, cross country. And uh, we talked last week about – the girls finishing in the top ten at the regionals. Tiffany Chen went on to qualify and went up and ran at a state. Take us through how she was able to do at the state state meet.
1: Tiffany had a good run at state. I think she would say probably not the best she's ever run. But that, that meet is a whole lot of nerves, a whole lot of great runners. Um, and she went out, competed to the very best of her ability, obviously very proud of her, and really the body of work of her career. Um, You talk about a person who's come from being a student-athlete as a freshman and and what they've been able to mature into as a senior and, and really lead our program. Um, she's done a fantastic job.
0: Yeah, absolutely she did. Uh, a great career nonetheless, and uh, best of luck to her going forward. Over on the boys' side, top 15 finished in the regionals. Uh, as well and uh, this is a a team that I looked at the results week after week after week and it's just consistency all the way through the whole year and and that's never a bad thing.
1: No a lot of improvement all the way through the year and I think um, they're definitely on an upswing when you look at the runners we have coming back and um, the the people who have definitely expressed an interest and and running next year, I think our boys program is definitely going to be on an upswing here in the next couple of years for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let's move on to the courts. First, the volleyball court, uh, girls volleyball you know wins the league again for the 10th straight year and unbeaten again so that you, you love to put that check mark on there uh, end up falling in the regionals to a really really good Bishop Fenwick team so I don't think there's any shame in, in 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 the result there but 22 and five is nothing to shake a stick at either I mean this this was a very very strong team uh, all season long and just caught Bishop Fenwick at the wrong time in the postseason but a great season for this volleyball team
1: season for the volleyball team, um, you know, th- they have it rolling in terms of talent and really student leadership in that program is something that we really are pointing to to say that that's a difference maker in, in getting over certain humps that you come through during the year. And for them to go to a regional semifinal game and compete against Bishop Fenwick, who is ranked number one in the state, uh, blew past Roger Bacon in the regional final to, to qualify for state. Um, I mean, we had Bishop Fenwick on the ropes and uh, in game one, and that's just a testament to how hard uh, those young ladies play. And again, you know, we certainly graduate some significant talent and some significant leadership, but I think, um, you know, there's a lot of people who are ready to fill those holes and um, really look forward to seeing our volleyball team compete next year
0: as well. And that's a nice thing to have in a program like this that has such high standards, to see that the uh, the underclassmen are that much hungrier to fill the void that will be left by the departing seniors. That's a pretty nice way to build a program.
1: Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, none of that happens by accident. I think that um, this year, again, the the senior class really learned from the seniors who had come before them and and embraced those younger players who they know are going to have to have an impact this year, but even more so next year, and really made them feel a part of the family and, uh, set the expectation of the way that we do business, and uh, just really proud of the way that the senior classes has carried out uh, throughout the
0: season. They Carry themselves very well. Twenty-two and five, very good season there. Let's move to the tennis court, and we talked. Uh, we talked in the last few weeks, uh, sending two to state, Peyton and Sydney go to the state, go all the way to the state tournament there. But it's not just them that made this season. I thought for this girls' tennis team, again strong results, whether it's first, second, or third singles, or your doubles teams, of course. Uh, as well and you know Peyton and Sidney were the two to get through but it looked like to me and you and I'll get your comments on this it, there were other young ladies that could have easily been there as well had a few things go- different things gone their way
1: absolutely um you know I think that um you know Sydney Evans is is going to continue to get better um I, I think that the um the Dick twins are going to continue to get better and, and improve so um I look forward to seeing our tennis compete and, and kind of uh, turn the page, if you will. I mean, Peyton's had an amazing an amazing four-year career, um, but now it's time to, to turn the page as we thank her for all that she's done and kind of point to the next uh, next leader in the program.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Great season for her nonetheless. Let's move on to the links. Uh, Girls Golf, you know, thanks to your excellent coaching, wins the CHL by <laughs> A wide, wide margin. That, that was uh, more than impressive to see. Of course, you know, Victory Lee, Annabelle, Wa- Annabelle Walton, their first team all league. Uh, so, and then they're going to be moving on. But what careers they had. But then you have the Samara and Sophia coming back. You know, they've still got business left to uh to take care of. So it's good to see that you've had senior leadership, but also you've got returners, Samara and Sophia, and also Lily Marty coming back next year as well.
1: Yeah, I think both our girls and our boys program uh, in golf um, graduate a lot of talent, a lot of low scores, if you will, but it, as a, as with volleyball, um, you know, it's, it's time to for those the next level of of student leader to step up and, and kind of take a, take the team under their wings, and I definitely think Samara and Sophia really can, can be those people. Um, I think that Lily and um, Izzy Bay, I think they're going to continue to get better over the course of the next, Eight months, and uh, we'll see what we have come next
0: August. Yeah, same thing with the boys. They finished second in the league. But you have uh, Thomas Stickney, first team all league. Four more on the second team, and uh, you'll have Clay Van Fossen coming back next year as well. But you're losing a. This is a really a top heavy team. But I have to imagine you feel good about the the underclassmen that'll be coming up next year. Yeah, it
1: is. It's a very top heavy team, and um, you know that's something we've noticed probably for the last three years. Is is after that class of 20 goes, um, you know, there's definitely a gap in terms of numbers, Um, and and we will look to some of those underclassmen certainly to to take the lead. Uh, The good news is, from what I understand from the middle school, um, there's help on the way. So we'll we'll see um, where we go from there, but, um, yeah, we we definitely have a top-heavy boys team for sure.
0: But a great season, nonetheless, for them. Uh, finally, before we wrap up here on the fall, fall wrap-up of the Weekly 80 Podcast, let's move on to the football field. Uh, your, your Cowboys have to win a thriller over Indian Hill, uh, 21-18. to Indian Hill almost came back in the second half to get you, but uh, you're able to hold off there. Evan Prater, my gosh, what a way to finish out his regular season finale. 303 yards on the ground to close that Indian Hill. And it seems like every time throughout his entire career, that when you needed him to make a big play, especially in a big-time situation, he was there to do it.
1: Yeah, he is definitely, he embodies the embodies this statement of big-time players make big-time plays in big-time games. I mean, when I think back to the last four years of watching him, well, really three, I guess he played as a sophomore, of watching him play, um, there are certain moments that certainly stick in my mind, not only on the football field, but on the basketball court, that when you really need something to happen, um, there's really no question whose hands the ball is going to be in. And um, you know, even back to the state championship game and and some of the things that we had to do to get to that game, um, I think anybody betting would have said at uh, towards the end of the game on Friday night, "Hey, guess what? We're going to put it in number." Well, I guess he's wearing number two now, but number two's hands and and. Uh, that's where the ball is going to be, and even everybody in the stadium knowing that, he still gets the job done. So, um, you know, I'll put my plug in now. If there's a better Mister <laughs> Football out there, I sure haven't seen him, but we'll yeah. see how
0: that goes. Yeah, Absolutely. And you said the same thing earlier this year on the defensive side of the football with your team. Yeah, you know, we finished the regular season here, of course, ten and zero. But your team gives up forty nine points the entire season, and I know there were one or two guys that you were talking about that should be in very strong consideration for CHL Defensive Player of the Year as well. And that's something I think because Evan has been so good throughout his, this year and throughout his career that your defense hasn't gotten quite the uh, accolades that it deserves.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, we are we are way more than Evan Prater, um, and Evan Prater would be the first person to tell you that. And when you look right past him, um, certainly Cam O'Gara on the defensive side – is everything that you would want in a middle linebacker and more. Um, he's going to be a steal for some college at the next level. With between his grades and his um, competitiveness and charisma, um, I think he's going to be an amazing player at the next level. And you know, it's kids like Brennan Pagan. It's kids like uh, Nate Glisson. um, You know, I mean, it just Harrison Shepard. The names that you might not hear every single week, weekend, and week out, but. Um, they're the ones that are getting the job done just as much as anybody else. And uh, it will be an exciting next couple weeks here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you're the number one seed and have been all season long. You're going to take on uh, Milton Union in the first round of the playoffs coming this Saturday uh, at 7 o'clock. And talking to Coach Hancock, uh, how is he feeling about that matchup? Because you get into this point in the season and you're starting to see teams that you're not familiar with. Uh, what has been your conversation with Coach Hancock?
1: Um, He actually just left here, and I said, what has the union got? And he's very complimentary of the things that they're able to do. They have a couple outstanding athletes um, that we'll certainly have to deal with. And, um, you know, he said they're they're as good as any team that we've played all year. So, um, you know, we're going to have to play well to be successful. I'm sure they're very hungry to come in uh, to our place and and play the number one team in the state. Uh, So we'll get – as we, as we do every single week, we will get the other team's best effort and best uh, attention to detail, so we'll have to be ready.
0: Absolutely. And so, uh, Cowboys fans, get on out to the f- football field this Saturday, 7 o'clock, Wyoming versus Milton Union in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, Jan, this has been an, a spectacular fall sports season for all of your student-athletes across the board, and uh, we here at ESP Media can't thank you enough for giving us some time, some of your time, because I know you've been very busy, to uh, spotlight some of these student-athletes and all the great things they've been doing for uh, Wyoming sports.
1: Well, my pleasure. Thanks for all the coverage. I um, really appreciate um, your team taking care of uh, broadcasting the soccer games and the uh, volleyball games over the last couple of weeks, gotten a lot of great feedback about uh, the job that was done. Um, I didn't listen to it because I was there on the sidelines, but uh, <laughs> the feedback I got was amazing. So appreciate all your time and expertise in that.
0: Absolutely. It's been a busy season for you, but a, a, a very successful one here in the fall season, Jam. We thank you for your time, and uh, we will talk to you soon and uh, get going with, getting going with the winter sports. Uh, thank you once again. That is Athletic Director Jan Wilking here on the Fall Sports Wrap-Up Edition of the weekly A80 podcast here dot wyomingathletics.org and ESPN Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.